1: To my point is our first episode my name is rob wilkins and there's cam hawkins aka seahawk cam how are you my friend
2: i'm doing well man i'm doing well um you know um we, this is something we've been planning for a while you can't plan for everything and so you know starting this off on a somber note um isn't always ideal but it also does really give us the opportunity um you know, to express condolences and to relive some really cool stuff. So, again, while not what we planned for, um, still kind of a beautiful thing that we get to participate in. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it was. in. I mean, this was a uh, different opening than I showed you earlier, like in the week. And uh, it was one of those things where it was extremely tough on a lot of people this week, obviously. And the fact that uh, we lost two legends uh, in wrestling, and another person that a lot of people had childhood, we grew up watching, passed away yesterday, uh, Bob Barker, who's also a WWE Hall of Famer. It was, it's been a weird week. And, and the other thing, too, which a lot of people, I don't think... Uh, what happened yesterday, too, another person that passed away was basically the voice of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of us that love comic books, you know, just, it was, it was, it's been a weird week and unfortunate week, but, uh, today is a good day because we have our first show, but we also have a show that's a little show that a t-shirt company put on
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: called all in yeah. at Wembley. Um, I guess about 80,000 or more will be there. So yeah, not It's gonna be a good day. I think we're doing a little something. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and you got people coming over. You said so. You're excited. Yeah, man. I'm making waffles. Um. So yeah, if you haven't had a
2: had a protein waffle in a while, feel free to stop by. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, especially growing up, you know, I thought the coolest thing you could do as an adult was have a fight party. You know, we used to, you know, my parents when they were in there. Late twenties, early thirties. You know, we're going to somebody's house to watch the Tyson fight. Later, the De La Hoya fight. You know, when I became mm-hmm. an adult, it was the Mayweather fights. And I've gotten like more and more of my friends who aren't necessarily tapped into wrestling. You know, you pour enough liquor up, they'll come by. But I also have <laughs> um, a pretty cool um, circle down here. My man Caden from Fight for My Young Homie. My man Brian from the Torch. Travis from the Torch. Um, and a couple of our friends who we met through wrestling. So it should be a good time for sure.
1: For sure. Very nice. But uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get into it. AW all in. Uh, we'll go ahead and just go over the show real quick. Some some really big matches coming on. Uh, we'll just start from the top. AW World Championship match. This one has uh, because it's also tied to another match with the Zero Hour. I guess we should talk about that first. The tag team match with Aussie yeah. Open taking on MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, on the all in pre-show that I did last night, I said Michael Cole probably twice, I think. So <laughs> it, it is not Michael Cole, it is Adam Cole. Yeah. Um this is gonna be very interesting to see because this match we thought it was crazy that they were setting it up in the most for the in the like first off, like you're gonna have your main event guys wrestle twice. It's kinda ballsy. <laughs> um but I think there's a bigger plan behind it. So I'm hoping at least, but this will set up the main event. Hopefully. What, what do you see happening in this? So
2: I agree that it's going to set up the main event in that whatever happens in that very first match, it's going to inform our thinking for the next three, four hours, because they are going to be wondering what does this mean for the main event? Like I don't expect them to win the tag titles, But I expect them not to win them on some type of miscommunication. And so that lead into some tension like for the main event. You know what I mean? Um, It's going to be really interesting if everything goes really smooth, both matches. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, hey, we won the tag titles. Everybody got along great. And then they just both go full baby face like balls to the wall in the main event. Uh, But no, I think it's going to be. What did he mean by that? Why did he do that? Does he know that was an accident? And us kind of waiting to see what the response is at the end of the night. I mean, of course, what we, what we hope for, what we pray for, is that whatever happens in the first match, we get through it with no injury. Like, that's what I'm the biggest thing. Like, there's always a risk in having more than one match, but there's a risk in wrestling in general. So I just I hope both teams have fun and that we get to the main event unscathed um, because, yeah. of course,
1: that is the bigger story. Yeah, exactly. It's it. That's the million-dollar question right there. Is there something already planned for it? I hope so, because there's there, you gotta hope there's a method behind the madness with this, because you, you doing a eighty the biggest wrestling show ever, yeah. and uh, you don't want your main event in question here. But we go on from the tag match to the main event, who do you, who do you think, do you think MJF leaves London with that title in his hand? I think he
2: does. Um, It's hard for me to picture to whom and when he's going to lose the title, you know, him being 27 years old. um, You know, we had a conversation um, in, in a piece that I wrote about who he thinks are gonna be the guys who are his contemporaries in the next couple of years. We didn't get to put that in the final cut, but specifically, he named Starks, he named the Pillars, and he named Garcia. And so in my mind, like I think about him losing that eventually to somebody on his level, which is not to say Adam Cole is above him, but I think of Adam Cole as great as he is, as still a generation before Max. And so I'm more like, okay, it's gonna be like somebody who I think of more as a contemporary. Um so I think he retains, but I also think he retains as a pure babyface. Like, I really, really do. I, just because everybody expects a turn, I would be interested to see if nobody turns. Like, I look at me fantasy booking. Mm. So I think Adam Cole is going to be about to do something nasty, but he pulls back. And they end up with a clean finish. It's kind of how I see it. Um, so, so we'll see, but yeah, man. And there's also, yes. Thank you, Jake. Um, one for the donate, the donation and two, like the, the, the specter of CM Punk is over the top of all of this. Right. And so if there's somebody who's not a contemporary who beats him, I don't know who else it could be. Like Punk would be the guy for me. So yeah, man, I think he retains, I think he retains clean genuinely.
1: Thank you, Jake, for the uh, super chatties. Do we end the show with Punk walking out to confront MJF? And that's a big question. I, so obviously, I like watching the world burn when it comes to wrestling sometimes. I said last night on our pre show that something that I could see happening is the kingdom getting involved, but they don't get involved with Adam Cole mjf is what i was thinking like mm-hmm. he's the one behind it that's that's kind of with my method because i always go like i just look like something where where can we see this going and i think the money is behind a is a the money's behind mjf being a face in my opinion i think I, so that's I think a, that's, so. A, that's a thing but the vision that they have is the biggest question I would prefer to Adam Cole being that that heel where people just don't like him. There's money behind that too. So and He's so
2: good at it. Like yes, Adam Cole is a fantastic heel. Um and, and it's funny like what you get from MJF like as a babyface or as a heel, that's really his personality. Like you're getting Max when the net camera's on. With Adam Cole, he's like the sweetest guy in the whole world in real life. But when he plays a heel, he plays it to the bone, and so yeah, I think I think him being a heel um, going forward, I'd be way more invested in that because of how good he is at it. So absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I, I'm so excited for this match too. Uh, we move on to the other guy we were just talking about. we for the real world championship, CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Uh, this is the rubber match, as they've been calling it. I want Samoa Joe, but that's not going to happen. CM Punk's going to roll out with that victory.
2: Yeah, got, keeping that 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 belt on Punk is where the money is for the time being, right? Um, it, it's it's crazy that you know twenty years removed, almost from them tearing it up originally. Like, I think they got the potential to have the match of the night. I really really do um I, I think punk is still really solid when, when punk avoids injury he's still very very good and joe is is just fantastic joe continues yeah. to be fantastic and this is not going to be craziest move i can do they're trying to beat the hell out of each other yep and so yeah Um, here was your point. My point is, um, yeah, absolutely. I I think that they really have the potential to do something special because that chemistry has never disappeared after all these years. But yeah, I definitely got punk retaining the title that he has for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and, And the thing too is if punk wins and MJF wins, you, you can't let those two go into all in like this quick or excuse me, all out this quick and have a, they got to build this up. I mean, they, I think if anything, if you want to do it somewhat quick, maybe grand slam, but I say they need to go on the mics, let them do what they're known for. Let, there is a pay-per-view next week. Isn't there? Ron? Yeah.
2: yeah. So, <laughs> there, is, there is a pay-per-view a week from today.
1: Uh, man, that's ridiculous too. Yeah. I, I, it's a little quick. And again, yeah, but, I,
2: I think that the whole thing with, with, all in i really think that they looked at it like hey we get to do a really cool thing in england it'll be like a kind of glorified house show it'll be really cool and then we'll come back and that thing just started snowballing and snowballing and listen there are worse problems to have in the world right <laughs> yes but um yeah I, I think they didn't know what it was going to be when it got to the point where they saw what it was going to be They're like all right we got to put everything behind this and we'll yeah. take care of the next thing when it's time to take care of the next thing so,
1: yeah they yeah. went from uh, fifteen thousand. remember um yeah that whole thing, but uh eighty thousand tickets! Wow, just and we know a ton of people that are being there. My co-host from coexisting with Robin Maggie. Maggie's going to her first wrestling show. She'll be there. I'm excited for her. Sean Rossat from Fightfuls there. Pretty much everybody from talks there. Just, I mean, we know a lot of people. Then
2: Liam's broke ass ain't there. You
1: broke high schooler, you? Ha ha. Okay,
2: kids no. don't have money. I laugh at them.
1: Yeah, well, he's uh. He had a pretty good uh, little heel turn this week, huh? Anyways, um, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's another show by by itself. And I see a lot of people in chat talking football. My God, are we going to talk about football here in a mu- few minutes? It's not NFL, it's not college, yeah. but holy you want to talk
2: football, get ready. <laughs> oh boy,
1: man, FTR and the Young Bucks World Tag Team Championship. Couple weeks ago, I thought FTR had this in the bag. Not anymore. I don't. What do you think? It's
2: i've I've had private conversations. Um, I'll just say this much: like I'm probably not the person to talk to about guns. Um, you people know where I live. Um, they've seen you know my 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 kitchen counter from a previous house. Um, you know I. I Ignoring all all legalities, it's not a great look. That much I I absolutely agree with. It's not a great look. And it's not a great look in a way that they haven't really experienced in the last like 20 or 30 years in wrestling. It's a different thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I also thought that like this was FTRs to win because I don't think that the Young Bucks gain anything from this. If you are a Young Bucks fan today, you already think that they're the best tag team in the world. So, them beating FTR does not sway anything for you, right? Correct. I think FTR had everything to gain in this, um, just from an acceptance standpoint. But now, Camarant, chill out. Uh, but now I'm more like, yeah, because ramifications, you know, this could all be nothing. It could turn into something. But um, if the Bucks are nothing else, they are safe from a standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I I really do think that, yeah, as much as I was like, FTR is going to win this, I'm way more on the side of the Bucks probably pull this out. Um, If for no other reason than the the continuity and the continuation might be a little bit easier going forward.
1: Yeah, it's – yeah, I I think the Young Bucks. it's one of those things I just – this one's just a toss-up. It really is for me. This one's going to – it's going to be a hell of a match. I I think they – Both teams have a lot they want to prove in this ring tonight. And it's going to be that's one thing that's going to go down. It's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be fun as hell. Like, it's going to be really fun. Like, again, as somebody who is not like a Young
2: Bucks connoisseur per se, I've never said that they weren't good at what they do. You know what I mean? (sighs) And then you get them in there with guys like FTR, like the best bases in tag team wrestling. It's going to be fantastic. Like, it really is going to be special.
1: Man, I love to give you hell about the young books, even though like it wasn't me that started all this. Yeah. You and your young book Diors and uh they're fine, pretty- they're fine, they're good, <laughs> they're really good at what they do, but
2: it should should be really fun because if nothing else, like nobody would ever question their effort. You oh, know no, what I man. mean? Like you can't you can't question that. And so they're going to do all of the things that they are very, very good at with a team um, who compliments them very well, like styles make fights. Um, These guys don't do the same thing, but they excel so much at what the both of them do. It's going to be really, really good for sure.
1: Got a super chat from our good friend, Chris Mueller of Bleacher Report. He says, congrats on the debut, fellas. Rest in peace, Bray and Terry. Uh, Chris was on that pre-show last night with me doing select picks. So um, if you have Fightful Select, check that out. We had fun. Caden was on there as well. Uh, We have another one from Jared. Thank you, Jared, for the super chat. Cam, my dog, congrats on the new show.
2: Thanks so much, Jerry. I remember um remember when everybody thought Chris was black. <laughs> I don't know why. We all thought I think it's because he called himself doctor and like maybe he's a real doctor, but like that's like an old like black person term calling just calling people doctor because they're smart. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's a black dude. No, nope, white dude with long hair, but he's my yeah. man. So shout out to he's Chris. Thank you so much. Guy.
1: Great guy. Uh talk to him a lot. He's uh he's a uh Lord of the Rings connoisseur big one so you can get them going if you like uh Frodo if anybody wants to know that um I'm just that's gonna get <laughs> him going. that it's gonna just get him going so there you go uh yeah this match I, I can't wait but you know something that came to mind when you were talking about this is MJF was on busted open with that uh round yeah uh, round table or whatever they called it and he said something that we've been saying a lot of us in the know, like wrestlers root for each other, you know, like most of them, regardless of company, they want to see the others do well. They want the young bucks have talked about wanting to work with the new day. They won't, they definitely want to work with the usos, you know, stuff like that. They want to see these people do good. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like, that's what we want. We want just to see, great matches because one day we just hope we get to see some of our dream matches too and it's just thank you it was a town hall i knew they called it something but i forgot uh but yeah it's just one of those things where it's i wish people would realize that it's uh it's when when i don't like that uh that death has to bring a lot of wrestling fans together i don't like that
2: yeah, um, we should be able to, like, exist in this space, like, without that being the case. Like, look, um, a lot of times the conversation goes to, you know, I could never support anything because I think Vince McMahon is the devil. It's like, you're welcome to that opinion. Like, I really hear that. But, like, we all, almost all of us work for a white guy we don't trust. Like, <laughs> it's the nature of capitalism. You know what I mean? And so, again, do what you want to do. But I'm not with the idea of Evil Empire because um, especially like I can really internalize it. Like if I don't like this company, what about all the people, first off? But what about all the women and black and brown people who, because of how society exists, have to work under these people? I'm not supposed to support them because of the guy in charge, like everything I have in this apartment. A lot of times the guy in charge ain't a guy I'm down with, but I I get down with the person who works at assembly line to make it happen. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we should tribalism in wrestling is silly because the wrestlers aren't tribalistic. Just like you said, like yeah. in one of my first conversations with MJF, I was just curious about something. This is years ago. I was like, hey, so do y'all get together and watch the WWE pay-per-views? He was like every single one like me and the boys get together at either somebody's place or at the stadium or something. And we all get together and watch the shows because why wouldn't we, yeah. these are the people we came up with. These are our yeah. friends. These are who we talk to. Like, yeah, yeah. We, this should be one big flowing thing. It, it should not like, we shouldn't exist on the opposite sides of this. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: They, they, that's the thing. They just do a really good job of not talking about it, which they really shouldn't, you know, because, I mean, they they could if they want. It's one of those things where I get why they don't talk about it, but Mm -hmm. you know they watch it. I mean, he's blurred the lines. Like uh, Max specifically has blurred the lines a lot more.
2: Um, Like in in, and again in the piece that I wrote, um, one thing he didn't make the cut. He was like, I think the best two stories in wrestling right now are me and Adam Cole and the Bloodline, and he said it flat out. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, You know, you talk to Rick. Rick shouts out. Uh, WWE talent that he grew up watching And how influential like The Undertaker was to her You know um, Tony Storm speaks highly of Her co-workers while she was in WWE Like yeah it's just You know they, they As time goes on um, I think everybody's going to have more freedom Because and unfortunately Like to circle back around to it They're losing people Who they either Were working with or do work with In real time Mm -hmm. it's becoming less and less of a reason to pretend like it's not one big ecosystem. You know what I mean? So, you know, hopefully and again, Swerve's tweet about we shouldn't just come together when bad things happen. Hopefully, um, and thank you for that, Ace. Hopefully um, we do get to a point where it's a bit more free flowing, for sure.
1: Yeah. The, and, and you know, it's what you said about Vince a few minutes ago. We could have a show just talking about the negativities behind Vince and the things he's done but there's been to go on the like other side of this there's things he's done that a lot of people don't know about like when Harley Race uh, needed to get surgery like life he had life-threatening surgery Mm -hmm. and he had to get from I believe it was Atlanta to St. Louis or vice versa Vince no question to ask just paid for it and got him there um stuff like that I mean there's there's a lot of bad out there that he's done. And there's a lot of good stuff that he's done. It's just one of those things where the bad definitely weighs, outweighs the other, but it, he doesn't get a pass either. You know what I mean? It's definitely. So uh, we do have another super chat here. Uh, <laughs> okay. There you go. Frodo. Uh, sorry, little MFR. shout out to doc. There you go. Jake, Jake getting on the good side. All right, we move on to the next match here. Sheeta, Tony Storm, Soraya, Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. The only women's match on this card, which is uh, disappointing to say the least, but it's better than none at all the way I look at it. Absolutely. I think Soraya is leaving this place with that title. What do you think?
2: It is the only chance that they will get to have a feel-good story with her. Um, the way that she's presented and specifically how knowledgeable the AEW fan base is. I do not know if she can sustain a babyface run. Um, however, winning the title here after everything she came back from, I think you have a great shot at her getting a monster pop. Um, you see, Ace in there said she to retains. She does great and like it's right to have the title on her, I think. Um, she's, again, her and, uh, wait, her in December against, come on, Rob, help me out.
1: Uh, not Tony, but in December. Oh, uh, God, I just wrote about it. Uh, I was just at, talked at about it. Live. it was, yeah, it was. She just talked about it. Damn come it, on, just, Dad. it. Yeah. Tell us. Cause she just talked about it in, in an interview with us. Um, God. I even just wrote about it. Let me see here.
2: <laughs> I'm going to feel so bad. Um, yeah. It was it was at
1: the holiday bash, I think. Uh,
2: Guys, boy. who did Cheetah beat for? Not Cheetah. Who who's Come on, come on, come on. You're killing me, okay. chat. You know who we're talking about. The other lady from England put on a whole Jamie bunch Hater? of muscle. Jamie H- Hater. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't know why it was escaping me. Yeah, it was, Hater put it was on,
1: driving me nuts. I was like, wait. put on I'm... the
2: best women's match I've ever seen in person. Um, back in December. It was stellar. Um, yeah. She is really, really, really that good. Um, get Everybody in the chat, Monet, Monet, Monet. It would be an amazing debut um, mm-hmm. for her to come out, but I, I'm leaning towards what you're saying, Rob. I think it's the best chance to get Soraya over as a top star again. Um, I think they pull the trigger, for sure.
1: The other thing, too, is AW needs that footage they're still a young company, mm-hmm. they need that footage that they can show forever. And when you have a Wembley crowd going nuts for just losing their mind for somebody that they absolutely love and, and adore in Paige or Saraya,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what well, you you get that footage, like it's there you go. You can play that in your promos for years and years. It's there. It's yeah. In a way it's their night. It's, this is their opportunity for their 1992 British Bulldog versus Bret Hart like moment.
2: Yeah. You get to maximize the talent of, of, of where you are. And sometimes you got to jump on that. Nothing wrong with a feel good story. Um, so a Karen and demanding a refund. (laughs) Come on. Oh man.
1: Jesus. Uh, pops me. All right, we'll move on before we lose, before we lose him. Uh the coffin match, Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allin and Sting. Guys, if you if uh this match yeah, I lo- I'm so happy to see Swerve Strickland in a big match like this. Yeah. He uh he's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. He he just defines the like when you look at somebody like in the ring perspective, he just looks cool, like you know, just you, you just want to root for the guy, and then he has that, that smile where you just like, Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to F with him either type yeah. thing because it just looks like he can do, he has that missing look to him, like for that you would see in the like a like an action movie, like the bad guy, or yeah. like, yeah, just it. It's great. He, he it looks he's like older. he sells
2: illegal guns. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah. He um.
1: And Will Washington's his money man. So there, there you go. go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, there's no new moves in wrestling, right? Yeah. But what you can do new is how you do them. He has a very unique style. Um, And I said this. Whatever gimmick they, they slap on Swerve, whether the gimmick is good or bad, he is good enough to pull through it. Like, he is so good in the ring. Um, he carries himself so well. It's great to see him in a big time match. Um, you know, I, I I just never see Sting losing. You know, like if Sting's in a match, I'm like, Sting's got it. But this should be really, really fun. Um, I've been a, a, a fan of Christian ever since. And, and once Captain Charisma came around, I was like, this is the guy. This is the guy. Um, he, he knows... Him still being healthy after all these years, him being the healthiest one out of the TLC guys is such a credit to to him. Not only his luck, but his brain. You know, um, so it's great. So, up, oh, hold that thought. Nope, somebody, somebody
1: at the door. He's no got somebody he's at the door. Good. So I'll I'll keep talking. The one thing he said about Christian that I absolutely agree with is Christian did take care of himself. He like health wise but the thing is is what he did that helped him in my opinion was he and i don't necessarily think it was his call because of the money but or maybe it was because i know he wanted to do more uh he he got he left for impact or tna so um you know with him going to tna back in the day that mm-hmm. helped him a lot
2: so, yeah wwe like the Intercontinental title was his ceiling for them. And he was killing it at the end of that run. But yeah, you go over to TNA, you get your world title. I think it solidified him. Um, You know, came back in the fold, um, was, you know, ECW champ. And then the stuff he did with Orton, one more match, one more match. He was great. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, again, it's great to see him at the, what's the tail end of his career, but he is also one of those guys um, I always said that Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy's superpowers were that they still look like Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy after all this time, you know. And Christian still looks very much like he did when he first cut his hair. Um, and I think that uh attributes to longevity really, really heavy. So, yeah, um, I absolutely think that you know him still yeah. doing it as well as, and listen, don't let him find out your daddy died, <laughs> don't let him find out your dad died.
1: Nope, uh, that, yeah.
2: that's a real superpower yeah That's man. sunlight to him like 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 superman it's crazy um uh, but yeah and, and then you know again sting darby this is gonna be really really fun um sting after all this time man still putting that body on the line um so yeah i'm looking forward to it for sure but i got i gotta say i got sting winning because i never see sting losing
1: hmm. yeah zero hours on now I thought it, it was a... he, uh,
2: but they're not starting to match for another 30 minutes, right?
1: Yeah. I hope not. Because otherwise, we got to get this. <laughs> but... like,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, uh, Kota Ibushi taking on uh, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Takeshita. I just laughed before any time I talk about Juice Robinson because he's just killing it.
2: That's the Honeycomb
1: Monster. He's great. Yeah. Oh, damn. That is That's who he is. He's the Honeycomb is. Monster. God, that man can make some money right now if he wanted to, because just like John Cena with Fruity Pebbles, there you go. His it's, energy is off the charts, man. He's so fun to watch. I w- I've said it like on this, on like before. My favorite thing about this whole, about this whole like Jay White Standy that they have is they like the standee more than they like Jay White. That just kills me. Like, they guy. yeah, it's just, and I just love it. Like, I love seeing how far that man's gone since CJ Parker, you know, like just yeah. it's, it's taken him a while, but I love seeing where he's come. Oh, like yeah. he's gone. And then Jay so. White, like
2: when they decide that he needs to be international champion or TNT champion or world champion, like he's, he's there, he's there. Um, um, I was a slow adopter cause I didn't watch a whole lot of new Japan and like when I thought of Bullet Club, you know, I knew Omega was that dude, Balor was that dude, Styles was that dude. So him coming in after that, I was like, "Who is this random guy?" But no, I'm I'm absolutely on the J White train. Um, yeah. Amazing talent, um, incredible physique, can do everything in the ring. So so like when it's time for him to be the guy, he's he's gonna be there for
1: sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Kenny's team wins this one. Oh uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. Moving on, we got Chris Jericho, Will Osprey. Uh, last night at uh, Rev Pro, Chris Jericho uh, attacked Will Osprey. Um, there's no way in hell Will Osprey's losing this match in Wembley. Yeah, uh, man. And the promo, be-
2: he cut like, just like yo, I can I can feed my son off of this match. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. It, it's it's his to win. I think that you know Jericho, a lot like Christian. You know he is able to dial it back, but turn it up when he needs to and go in there. And like you saw him do Lionheart Jericho a couple of months back, you know, so he's going to go out there and and what he has left in the tank. We're going to see Osprey is going to go crazy. But yeah, like, like you said with Soraya, I feel even stronger about Osprey. This is absolutely his match to win in front of his people. Biggest audience ever for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I'm just gonna share this like quick story here. Last night, I have a buddy that watches wrestling, but he doesn't watch all the time. He sends me a text last night. And he goes, What's this gang bang gang? I'm like, yeah, it's like, first off, time out, <laughs> gang, yeah, bang, like, gang. no, we, this is a completely different thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're watching, but yeah, anyways, I just wanted to get that out there because I thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, we, we move on to uh, the Stadium Stampede match. Blackpool Combat Club with the returning Santana and Ortiz, uh, proud and powerful, taking on Orange Cassidy, uh, Eddie Kingston, Penta, and the best friends. I think Blackpool Combat Club gets this victory, um, especially Santana and Ortiz returning they need this win. But uh, real quick. Get your opinions on this. Agreed, agreed. Um, Continues
2: to build up not only the dominance of that stable, but you got a new tag, well, a returning tag team that, like, never really hit the proper stride um, since they've been in AEW, I think. Um, yeah. They were always, like, not really in the title picture or diverted off to do something else. Um, So, yeah, I think that specifically... They're gonna come out looking really good. And I don't think they stay with like the Blackpool Combat Club. Like it's you know, we're doing a favor. I think Eddie Kingston, you know, wrestles his heart out like he always does. Um, and there's some something crazy with him at the end. But yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I think that the Blackpool Combat Club wins this. We're getting closer and closer to Brian coming back, so they need to be strong going into that for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, and I think it was either Caden, I think it was Caden last night says that uh he thinks that. Blackpool combat club gets this win. And what this helps do is set up Claudio versus, uh, Eddie Kingston at grand slam. Yeah. So grand slam is going to be in New York. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah for sure. So for sure.
1: There we go. I like, I like that. And I mean, Hey, the one thing is it, if anything, it shows that somebody that goes to the university of Florida is smart. So at least one person, that's not bad. I'll give him that. He
2: said, he said, man, I'm watching everybody. Uh, I'm watching everybody go to the square or wherever. They're all walking past me. And I'm just here in the room. I was like, take your ass outside. He said, no, I got to do such and such and such. I got to watch. He said, I'm going to watch wrestling all night. I said, man, if you don't go outside and go hang with your peers and come yeah. back to wrestling, yeah. it's okay to hang out with your friends, guys. But, yeah, shout out to I
1: like I like taking shots at Caden because he's a, get, he's he's a like, Florida nerd. Gator. And I'm, well, and I'm a Florida State guy. so no. oh, okay.
2: Shout so out to Florida why. State. My, my sister went to FAMU. So shout yeah. Out
1: to yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. My mom used to teach her.
2: There we go. Uh,
1: so uh we move on to the trios championship. Now, before we get started, there's been talk that AW did pick up some WWE music not too long ago. Um, I'm wondering if uh I'm hoping that Ass Man is one of those songs. Uh that's Yeah.
2: Yo, that's the most like, how did they get away with that back in the day? Like, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's one of the craziest wrestling songs ever created. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and we're going to get a Max Caster rap in front of the English. And so it's going to be a bunch of references I absolutely hate. Um, Oh, my God. Um, But I'll tell you what, I think I got them winning, man. I think I got them winning. Um, There are interesting things for uh, the House of Black to do outside of the title. They're interesting things for them to do individually or as a team outside of the title. I think um, it was premature to take the titles off of the acclaimed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think them running around with the trio's titles would be fun for a while. Brian agrees. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Brian agrees.
2: Yeah, but I think so for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I, like, I will have to see. It's going to be a good match. So I, I think it, the crowd's going to be, I'm waiting for Scissor Me Daddy the crowd doing that. That's going to be good you
2: waiting for that. That's what you waiting for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that, right. that taking out of context, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be clipped. So that's good. Uh Anyways, <laughs> last match FTW championship, Jack Perry versus hook. I think hook gets this win. And I actually, what I said last night, as I think he retires the title, I think he hands it over to his pops.
2: That'd be a sweet moment. Um, Because yeah. again, it, it our, our, our list of FTW champions, which you got Taz, Sabu, Brian Cage, Starks, Hook, Jungle Boy. So it's like five, six people in total. Like mm-hmm. it served its purpose. And that yeah. would be cool for him to win it back, give it to his pops. And because I, th- I do think it helped the guys involved. But yeah, and then like we can't... Okay, Rob Van Dam is a unicorn in that he can still be Rob Van Dam some type of way after all this time, even if it's a B Rob Van Dam and not an A, right? Yeah. There are no other ECW originals who can still do things. And it's not a knock to them. It was just 92 years ago. Right? So, like, we can't do the uh, Jungle Boy Legend Killer thing because they can't go like that no more. Yeah. So... I said cage. Yeah, oh, cage. cage okay. was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I think that I like your idea. I would love for him to win that, retire it, be done with it, and let's go about our business for sure.
1: Yeah, that's that's the way to go there. All right. So uh before we move on a little bit, I just want to get your quick uh thoughts. Uh what are like some of your favorite Bray Wyatt moments? Um what are what are some of those? Uh, because I, I have a lot, but uh, mine was seeing one of the best matches that he was in uh, in WWE. It was the six man tag match at Elimination Chamber. I was there for it in Target Center. Oh, okay. Um, it was unbelievable, and uh, that was when I I knew that's when I knew that the Wyatt family like on WWE roster. They were going to be fine. Like that's when I knew they were going to be fine, because uh, in NXT they were they were great. But like it took me a while with WWE roster. I was like, eh, I don't know if people are going to just get it. But after watching that and just the way they were in that feud, I was like, yep, they're they're going to be fine. This is good. This is what this is what is uh, such good shit, pal. Um, and the match was great. The crowd was into it. And but just all all the other stuff the we're here the run stuff like that and just his thing that i'll miss the most is the off cameras or not necessarily off camera stuff but like just the candid photos where you just see like that big smile yeah that's going to be missed uh big time and last night i saw i don't know if you saw it but the seth rollins video that was tough man uh but yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on Mr. Uh, Rotunda.
2: Yeah. And so, man, I, I was all in on, on dude when he was uh, Husky Harris, man. <laughs> yeah. Hank with the Ferrari engine, baby. Um, I always, always had a soft spot for, like, football guys or guys football-sized who could really go in there and move. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Loved him then. Really – the cinematic match with John Cena, the Firefly Funhouse match, oh, yeah, that too. is yeah. one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. Because wrestling does not just have to be strictly on the mat, count to three. Um, it, it was this perfect idea of two great characters, and it took you down the road of, what if John Cena stuck with this? Or what if John Cena went this way? I thought it was genius. Um, the the production on it was so smart. Um yeah, it, it's you got a, a lot of people call themselves creatives. Mm-hmm. He was one, you know, yeah. like genuinely meticulous about how he was presented, what he said and what he did. It did not always work in a WWE structure, but when it worked, it it worked itself incredibly. Um, you know, I saw him live at WrestleMania 30 against John Cena. You know, um, I was at the the press conference at the Royal Rumble and you could see the satisfaction and really there was a feeling of clarity, it seemed to be, with what was presented and what he did. Um, I remember, you know, we're in the press box watching the match and a lot of people are turned off by the match. And this isn't like a knock on them, but what I noticed was right in front of the press box were regular seats. So you could still hear the people outside of the box. And there were two kids in front of us and they were so into everything. And they were like, is uncle howdy okay? And I was just like, it hit for me. I said, look, this ain't always about us and the people who write and the Mm -hmm. people who make the video content. A lot of times this is about the people who are taking their kids for excitement and wonder. And those kids were so into it. And I was like, it works. It doesn't matter what any of us say. It works. What he is creating, what he present, like the fiend masks were selling out. People were buying the fiend championship belts. Like, yeah, man, he was a force of nature and he was absolutely appreciated while he was here. And I don't like the idea that people try to make that seem artificial because no, you saw it and you heard it every single week. So shout out to the man. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, he'll be sorely missed, and uh, yeah, it just it sucks. Uh, as far as like real quick, we'll, we only got a few more minutes. Terry Funk, uh, I talked about this on my show the other day, he had a huge part in my life because I was a big tape trader back in the late 90s, and his matches were almost always like something that people wanted, like IWA 95. Uh, just stuff like his his matches. Just he was somebody that people just wanted to see because he was a guy that you didn't get to see many of his Japan matches, so they were really popular, like for us tape traders. And uh, so he he played a big part in like my life younger. And I know a lot of people know him as Chainsaw Charlie. Um, (laughs) which uh, at that time I just felt like, man, his. At that time I didn't I was young and naive because I was like, Is this man just doing this for a paycheck? Of course he's doing it for a paycheck, but also I mean he's do he's in the ring, he's doing what he loves, you yeah. know. So uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on that and then we'll uh move on and talk for about sure. um football.
2: Yeah, shout out to Amarillo, Texas, baby. Amarillo, um, yeah. So it's funny you, you mentioned that, you know, my introduction to him was his chainsaw Charlie. And so I'm not like super invested. I'm like, this dude is crazy. What's going on? And then I hear the name Terry Funk. But then when they were doing the ECW DVD, that was like the second time I got got talking about Terry Funk. I'm like, no, Terry Funk is a wrestling legend who was good enough to come in here and make us look great. I was like, oh, okay, dope. And so that's when I start to get more into him kind of uh, in the 80s and early 90s. So when i'm writing this piece about great american bash um i went back and watched him versus flair in 89 boy that's a knockdown drag out fight it is amazing um yeah. so yeah learning about terry funk kind of in reverse for me was really cool because all time legend again west texas dude so i automatically got love for him in my heart mm-hmm. um an absolute wrestling legend um you know uh, he gave back so much to so many people and that's all we can hope for from our legends just an incredible incredible life incredible person um lived one of the fullest lives you'll ever get to see and of course cameoed in my second favorite movie of all time roadhouse
1: roadhouse love
2: it love it so yeah man rest in peace to terry funk man um it, it gone too soon is tough for me when somebody's lived a full life yeah. Um Bray Wyatt absolutely gone too soon and I don't even yeah. have to inform that. There's career things there's family things more important than anything else that you know. Um we we certainly pray for his family, his children, his wife. Um Terry Funk man what a life to live. To live as long as he did, as tough as he did for 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 as much beauty as he produced. What a life. Rest in peace to Terry Funk. Yep, exactly.
1: Uh well let's talk about uh High or IBS, whatever it was, um, on, on, on HBO Max, or Max, rather. Guys, if you have not seen this show, um, it's a documentary, hour and a half, maybe hour and 45 minutes, something like that. One, It's, it's an hour and 37 minutes. Those things are locked into my head. <laughs> it's about Bishop Sycamore High School. This is the school that played IMG a few years ago. Um, IMG is like a powerhouse school. That's where like, you're your college football players that are just studs, they go to this high school to get better. And uh, they, these players go to the Alabamas, just every big school these guys go to. And they played this, uh, this school that does not exist in Ohio, uh, Columbus, Ohio, I think, right. Uh, Or where they were based out of. And my God, they're in Cam will tell you better, but there is a psychopath behind this team. Um, Jesus. But yeah, this, I'm glad you told me to, like, I was going to watch it anyways, but when you said, let's talk about this, I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. I'll watch it. I watched it last night, and my God, I was mad as hell watching it. So
2: everything's wrestling, right? You and I talked about this before we got on air, so um, when I uh, wrote a piece for the ringer about Danielson when he was going into the match with MJF, you know, Danielson is, is a little different than most talents in that he has his own manager. Um, His manager, him and Soraya have the same manager. His name is uh Meech golden and Meech is one of the producers on this BS high documentary. So if you guys actually watch it or if you've seen it, when Roy Johnson, the coach, gets upset and goes off camera, there's a guy in a white t-shirt that he's talking to to try to bring him back into the room. That's Meech Golden. That's Brian Danielson's manager. Okay. Um, now, um, something I haven't told people: uh, when I found out Meech was doing the doc, uh, he was like, "Yo, um, you want to interview the coach?" I said, oh, "Of no. course, I want to interview the coach. Like, it sounds great. Why wouldn't I want to do that?" I watched the documentary. There's absolutely no way and and Renee and Ruby. Absolutely. Thank you. There's absolutely no way I could see myself having a long form conversation with Coach Roy Johnson. Oh, my Uh, God. Guys, so a gentleman um, came into money because his his mother had some money through her ties with, with, uh, with the church and he basically parlayed this into creating a football program disguised as a school. All right. There were not classrooms. There were not facilities. There was not adequate food. I'm not sure how they were able to secure uniforms, but it's a lot of cloak and dagger, a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of empty promises made to these kids. Um Basically like you know, Scooby Doo, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you kids. Maybe they could have pushed this thing on a bit longer if they didn't shoot all the way for the stars. Yep. Somehow he convinced ING Academy, this billion dollar football factory disguised as a school. Now, they actually have classes and tutors and accreditation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But they are a football factory. Right. Yeah. So he basically talks his way into. Facing them on ESPN, yeah. and and guys, you've seen pros versus joes. You exist on Twitter, and so there's this idea that if you position yourself correctly and you're lucky enough that you too can compete with top level athletes. No, you can't. No, you can't. You, you can't. can't do it. Like this the same school- way people say, like Alabama could beat the. 2010 Cleveland Browns no they couldn't no they would get demolished there is such a gap between top level college talent and third string pro talent think about the gap between elite level high schooler and guy who's in high school it is the worst beatdown you have ever seen you can only find it on YouTube now because ESPN scrubbed it from everything Yeah. And it's so bad. The announcers begin to talk about how bad they are, how we don't know who these kids are. They don't have trainers, nothing. So to bring it all home, that's the football aspect of it. Guys, this coach was not only convincing like kids from broken backgrounds and single parent homes with no money to come play for him. He had them signing leases He had them taking out PPP loans. Like, it was nasty. And it's still hurting these kids. And because there's literally no law against creating a fake school because they never thought anybody would do it. Like, he's basically scot-free and kind of famous and is probably going to get another bag. Yep. Uh, Please go watch this and be upset with myself
1: and Rob. Yeah, I was literally like yelling at my tv because i I had to pause at one point because i'm like just losing my mind Uh, there's a just to give you guys a little sample i'm not going to spoil like anything i guess technically a spoiler um he he has over 30 lawsuits and he his exact quotes um was yeah i might not have had the money i didn't care maybe it was lazy arrogance there's a lot of things that go into it That that was that was it like it's and it's he also, these players, like, they show the food that these guys were eating. They they got to the point where they were stealing from Walmart because they just had to eat. That's awful that they were doing that, first off. They but, were
2: stealing to survive.
1: Yeah. Like, and then, they literally had no food. And then two other things I want to say real quick, or three things. One is this man would call, so this, this is one thing he would do. He would call a grocery store in the morning. And order 25 rotisserie chickens and then not go pick them up until the evening because he knew that they would lower the prices down to like $2, which grocery stores do that. So they don't have, so they can at least make something instead of throwing it all out. So not all of them do, but he did that because like stuff like that. That's just mind boggling. Now the, the geese, qu- Rob, the geese, the geese, that was the next thing. So <laughs> the man, has a player in his car, or maybe more than one. He said he wants to teach these guys a lesson that you have to go out and I can't remember exactly what he said, but you, you have to just go take life by you just have to go do things sometimes, you have to take control. And he sees these geese and he speeds up and he hits these geese. But the thing is, is after he hits them, he backs up and runs over them again. Yeah, that I mean, that first off, that alone. Tells me he's an awful human being. Now, the other thing, the last thing is they showed his attorney, right? That's his attorney. Do you know who he's related to?
2: Who is he related to?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
1: <laughs> Are I you knew that serious? pop. I was like, I looked at him, I'm like, oh my god, it's like it's like uh this guy looks like put that back. We have Chris Hero at home. Um that's who that looks like. And then you got his his cousin, Tommaso Ciampa. But that's what it reminded me of. Uh But the last two things, real quick. John Cena comes back next week. I think it was announced last night he's going to be teaming with Seth Rollins, taking on uh Indushear. I believe that's the match that they're having in India. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, man.
2: Writer strike?
1: Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean?
2: Like, yeah. there is a lot more free time, um, you know, and they're not expecting John Cena from the U.S. title days. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. expecting John Cena. Exactly. And so I think it's going to work. I mean, great for them. I'm sure they're going to make a big bag. Um, it's another chance for him to add something to the resume. Um, good for Seth and good for Indy Shear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. And then uh, the last thing, um, and granted, I know you have a lot more people that you know, but is Edge, in your opinion, do you see him sticking with WWE, not necessarily wrestling, or do you see him going to AEW?
2: I think I see him going to AEW because I think there are more things he wants to do creatively. Like mm-hmm. stuff like Judgment Day doesn't come out of thin air. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah, I can see him going over there, but I think that WWE's been really good to him. I think their conversations are good, their communication is good. And so, I don't think they'll look at it as a bad thing. I think yeah. they, they, Cam knows nobody, whatever. Yeah. Know. <laughs> but I think um, they've so done right ruin- by him. He's done right by them. And so, yeah, I could definitely see him going over there, but you know, it's already in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? What yeah. else is there to do? Yeah, you I know. know. So yeah, I think
1: there's a little bit like a factor of him, like, uh, like it's hard to say. And he's so good at selling, so he might have already made up his damn mind. We know that. I think he already has. But anyways, uh, Dina Divas, say hello to or uh, rub uh, Roman's belly for me. And I'm okay. talking about the dog. Um, I know you would do the other Roman Reigns too, though. But um, anyways. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are going to get going so you guys can watch All In, Zero Hour. Cam, tell everybody where they can find you, find your work. Absolutely.
2: Um, Instagram, Twitter, Seahawk. You see it on the screen there, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Uh, you can find the majority of my writing at the Ringer, TheRinger, theringer.com. Uh, most recently talked to MJF about going into today about going into all in and his ultimate goal of being the greatest AEW champion of all time. Um, bunch of articles there from WWE, AEW. Um, you can also find my writing on Fightful most recently talking about um, some of the trajectories of people who have competed for titles at the great American bash.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I love your writing too. So my man. Uh, good stuff. The ringer. Um, I've, I'm a bill Simmons guy from back in the day. So, you know, that's how it goes for me. So, but, uh, guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. This is our first episode of many. Uh, we had a blast today. You can find me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. I'm also on threads and Instagram at Fightful Rob, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, at fightful, otherwise fightful online everywhere else. But I want to say thank you again for tuning in. This means a lot to me. This is something I've wanted to do. And being able to work with you, Cam, is just really cool for me, too. I'm glad I we made to say it
2: happen. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Guys, I want you to enjoy All In. Uh, have a great time. We will see you very soon. Peace out. Have a great day. Have a good rest of your weekend. And peace. We'll see you later.